another amazing podcast, Parshas Vayishlach, Tov Shin Pei Aleph. Let's get started. We'll start with an original for myself. You can let me know what you think. Yaakov is getting ready for Asaph to come. He's nervous for his life. He splits up his camp into a few portions. And he tells his messenger, we see in Rashi, that everyone should be a mole eyeing away from each other. Because Asaph will see the first group and he'll be satisfied with that. And I thought of an interesting lesson for us. I think it's a very important lesson. When we see things, we want things. There's a famous Mishnah that says that the eye sees, the heart desires, and then we want. It starts with the eyes. The eyes see, and that's what leads to bad things. Whether it's to talk about someone, whether it's to do something we shouldn't, whether it's just to waste time, everything starts with the eyes. And we see from this Parsha, the source for it, that if we can try to prevent ourselves from seeing things we shouldn't, and it doesn't mean with our eyes, it comes before that, setting ourselves up that we shouldn't see things, that's when we'll be successful. That's what Yaakov tried to do. He didn't want Esau to get Rachel or Yosef or even Leah. So he put them a mulei away so that they couldn't, so he couldn't see them. So maybe he would just be happy with what he had. We'll go next to Rav Sandler. This week's Parsha is all about the Yitzhar Hara versus the Yitzhar Tov. That's Yaakov, that's Esau. And he said a few things on how to fight the Yitzhar Hara. But the main point, which is we could take from, is that this week we see Yaakov, he's all about Hakar Satov Tashem. That's how he beat the Yitzhar That's how he beat Esau. Esau was about to kill Yaakov. And Yaakov bowed down seven times. We beat the Yitzhar Why is he bowing down? He's showing that it's all from Hashem. Everything I have is from Hashem. We show the Yitzhar We appreciate Hashem. Good things happen. That's how we have to beat the Yitzhahara. And we see Yaakov throughout the Parsha. He thanks Hashem for everything he has. And all goes back to Hashem. If we have a Karsa Tov, then we can beat the Yitzhahara because every bad Midah starts with the I. Um, it's all about me. I'm lazy. I'm tired. I'm the best. Gaiva, Taiva, whatever the Taiva is, whatever the bad Midah is, it starts with I. But if we have a Karsa Tov to Hashem for everything we have, then we have humility. And Anova, it doesn't mean I'm low. But Anova means that I understand that everything comes from my Kaddish Baruch And with that mentality, that everything comes from Hashem, then we can beat the Yitzhara, we can beat the Esav. Hopefully we should all be Zohar to get to this point. I heard a very interesting vort from the OU Daf, All Daf app video that we see, this isn't the main point, but this is the point we'll focus on. We see that the Yitzhar Hara is asked by Yaakov after the fight. The Malach, the Sarah Shal Esav, the Malach of Esav fights over. And Yaakov asks, what's your name? And he says, why do you care what my name is? So the question is obvious. Why didn't you just tell him his name? Who cares? Or he didn't have a name. And Yaakov knew. But the question is, why, why did he answer back? Why do you care what my name is? And the answer is that this is the Yitzhar Hara, as we say, the Sarah Shal Esav is the Yitzhar Hara. The Yitzhar Hara will always put doubt in our minds about everything. Anything good, you're starting to learn a little bit, he puts down your mind. Really, should I be learning so much? Do I want to be a Talmud Chach? You're going to do this for this? Uh, should I really be, you know, going to do Chesed? Should I really be not speaking Lashon Hara? Doubt, doubt, doubt. Why are you asking me my name? I think this is an amazing, amazing lesson. Now we're going to go rapid fire. Parshas Vayishlach, Divrei Torah. When Yaakov was, Yaakov was only a sojourner. He was only a gear. 
He never got too comfortable. We can't get too comfortable when we are not in our territories, whether that's Eretz Yisrael, whether that's in a good environment. Always being a gear. We see the Pachim Kitanim, the small jars that Yaakov went back to get, which caused the fight with the Malach, caring about every little thing. That's a real big part of Judaism, caring about the little things. We see Esav asked Yaakov when he sees all his women and children, who are these? Because he thought Yaakov gave up his Olam Hazeh. We actually had that a few weeks earlier with uh, the Yitrotzer Abanim. But really, what was the answer? That Yaakov was using his Olam Hazeh for Olam Haba. That was what the trade was. He still had an Olam Hazeh and he had a very good one at that. We see that Esav had mercy. Even Esav had mercy. He had Rachman and that Rashi, it was a very... Interesting Rashi, but we see that with Yaakov vowing, it led to Esau's mercy. Even Esau has mercy. Never give up on anyone. Another verse, we say it says that Esau had mercy. Why? Because of the vows of Esau. People love covered. It is Michalkelis, the order of things. It destroys the order of things. It didn't make any sense. Esau wanted to kill Yaakov. And all of a sudden, he was very nice and rachman with him just because of the cover that Yaakov gave him. We have the famous Yeshli Rav. Esau says, I have a lot, not enough. And Yaakov just says, Yes, we call out everything. We should always have to be filled, as we said earlier, filled like Karsat Hashem for everything we have, and it is always enough. Because that's what Hashem wants from us. I heard from Rav Ben, actually, interesting that when Yaakov says, You know what, I don't want to go with you, meet me at Seir. And it's in the Rashi, al Torah, that really that means Mashiach. Yaakov and Esav, we're going our separate ways. The bottom line is we're going to meet at Mashiach. Bim here, bim we'll see. I don't know if Esav is going to be able to be Zochet. But that's what I meant by Seir. I'll go my way, you go your way, and hopefully we'll meet at Mashiach. So that's really what we're here for. Another one, people do crazy things for Taivas. We see that the whole entire Shechem people and Chamor, they all got circumcised just so that Shechem could marry Dina. It was a pretty crazy thing, but yet us, we also sometimes give in to our Taivas and do crazy things. A couple more, we have Rashi says that Yaakov had misfortunes come to him because of his, his slow arriving to his father. We see the very important value of Kibaraba aim. And with that, I will end the short vorts. Now we go to our rapid fire questions. Why, it seems at the beginning of the Parsha, Yaakov's belittling the Brach and Esav trying to make him feel good, say, oh, it's not so, I don't have so much, yeah, Hashem hasn't been so good to me. We talk about Yaakov as, you know, Yeshli Kol, but it seems like throughout the entire first few Sukkim and with Rashi, you see that his whole message to Esav is that I don't have so much. Second question, we see, why is Esav going to find favor in Yaakov? Because he has ox, donkeys, flocks, servants, etc., Yaakov's trying to get Esav to like him. But it sounds like he's saying, oh, look at all the things I have. His message to, the, to Esav is, look at all the things I have. Now, maybe you could say it's an answer to the first question because he's saying, look what I have, but I also don't have. But anyway, that's my question. Esav's not going to like that Yaakov has a lot. Another question. Yaakov said he is scared of Esav because he is soiled in sin. That's what Rashi says. When did Yaakov sin? When do we see Yaakov sinning? Fourth question. Yaakov's plan is just him telling the truth. What's the chiddush here? 
Yaakov's trying to, to you know, beat Esau in a battle. But all he's doing is just saying, okay, you go ahead, and then the next, and then the next group. What's the, what's the chiddush? Why would Dina, fifth question, be Mikari Vesev? That Yaakov deserved to be punished for putting him in the box. Now, I just heard actually an answer to that question. Maybe you'll have to stay tuned, or I already said it in this podcast. Either way, it's an interesting Rashi. It says that he was punished for hiding Dina. Another question. If Yaakov is Yaakov, then why does the angel need to say, let him go? Yaakov's a fighter. He wants to fight the Malach till the end. It seems like Yaakov is self-defending himself. Now it sounds like by the end that he was keeping the, the angel there. But I thought this was the angel attacking Yaakov. Why does the fact that he need to sing a song in the morning a good reason to end the fight? We see that the Malach needed to go sing Shira, and that's a reason to end the fight. They're fighting for everything, and I need to go sing a song in the morning. Yaakov also had places to be. Another question, why is it so vague in the Torah, this battle? Um, why does Yaakov ask for his name afterwards? Seemingly a very weird question. Why does he care at all about his name? Another question. Why is Yaakov bowing seven times to Esav? Another question, Rashi brings a medrash. And it sounds like Esav being the son, not sounds like it is, it's being the son of Yitzchak and being the son of Avram isn't good enough. It's very strange medrash. And then only because he was the brother of Yaakov, that's why the angels backed off Esav. But why was being the grandson of Avram and the son of Yitzhak not enough? Rashi says that the 400 men left Esav. Why? Why'd they leave him? Maybe their easy, quick answer could be they turned on him because they saw that he was evil. But it's a question. Why was Yaakov silent until his son's arrival from the field? The Pasuk is very clear that even though he heard about Dina, he didn't say anything. It's just an interesting washing of the Pasuk. Another question. Why when Shem is talking to Yaakov and his sons, they're just called, he spoke to the father and brother. It doesn't seem like the cover we usually give to the Avos. Just a few more questions. Why did they need to trick Shem and Hamor into giving them a bris milah to then kill them? If they deserved death, they would have been killed. Why, did, why couldn't they just trust in Hashem? Was the thing Shimon and Levi did good or bad? And if it was bad, why was it bad? Seemingly Yaakov's upset at them, but why? Why is Yaakov scared of the Kananim? Sounds like he's scared of the Kananim. Why is that? We speak about Devorah. What, what's the Shaykhaz to Devorah being here in this, in this week's Parsha and in that specific instance in the Parsha? And the last question is, if Yaakov is a name of treachery. We say it's a bad name, that's why he changed his name. It's Akev, Rashi says, it's not, it's like, it's deceit, he grabbed onto Esau's heel. Then why does he have it for so long? He's Yaakov Avinu. First of all, it's my name. So now I sound like, well, I'm just a, a tre- treacherous guy. But either way, it sounds like it's a it's a bad name, but why did we give this name to Yaakov and can keep it for so much of his life? Hope you enjoy these questions. If you have any answers, you can always reach out.
Ad Khan Lishon.